0: Hello, hello and welcome to another two-network match report with me, Adam. It's finished at St James's Park, it finished Newcastle 1, Wolves 2. An absolutely devastating way to finish uh, the game, um, losing it essentially with 60 seconds left on the clock after we went down to 10 men um, around the hour mark. I mean, a draw would have been an absolutely fantastic result given the circumstances, but I think decisions, Performance all went against us today, and you know Wolves weren't even at their best. Really, they they'd been on a bit of a shaky run beyond their very impressive win at, at home to Chelsea at the week uh, during the week. But we, we couldn't match them. We we couldn't we couldn't finish them off when we had dominance in the first half, and I think that was kind of where we went wrong. I mean. We started with a five-man defence. Um, Clark, Lascelles and Fernandes across the middle. We had Matt Ritchie back after suspension. He played left wing back. We had uh, Perez and Atsu who were kind of roaming behind Rondon as the as the focal point. Key and D'Army. Um Shelby didn't make the bench. Um, he's had an additional knock. Um, Fernandes came off at half-time which... Also affected things in terms of our shape, given that Yedlin had a cut in, uh, cut side as a kind of a right, you know, set you know the right the, the right sided centre back a little bit like what Kyle Walker did in the World Cup. Uh, with with Trippier absolutely out on the right wing wing back position, um, Manquillo would come on for Fernandez in the end, but just a really really disappointing. Um, end of the day really I mean it's I felt that they were there for the taking and and we we, we did absolutely dominate first half we had kind of 60% possession I think we had about 10 shots um, 4 on target we we kind of limited Wolves to very very few um, chances really and what was really disappointing was that the you know the the biggest chance that we that the biggest opening that we we left for them uh, to, to to try and exploit was um i mean it really was just a disastrously poor defensive error um i think having seen the replays i'm inclined to believe that it's it was a mixture of yedlin and lacels i think i think it's lacels's man uh Diogo Jota, I think it's his man, but at the time, just seconds before he was being marked by Yedlin, who actually just left him without actually telling Lascelles where he is. Lascelles is at fault for me for not being aware of where his man is in the first place, but Yedlin needs, if he's gonna move off that man who is in a more advanced position than than the left wing back, he, he goes over, to, he jogs over towards then he needs to tell the cells, um, and you know, you know, Costa floated a ball over, very, very similar in a way to Chicharito's first goal against us last weekend. It's uh, just a, a flighted ball um, on on the from the right hand side, left foot, in swinging, and just find somebody in absolute acres, and, and Jota just had an embarrassing amount of time and space just to find a spot and. There's very little Debravka can do about that, even if the shot is straight at him. Um, that was very very disappointing for me, particularly after we'd shown such heart against Everton in midweek and such defensive solidity, and that's those kind of mistakes are going to get punished by sides who have got a thing or two, up, you know, about them up front and and Wolves very you know in a similar way to. West Ham have great movement and mobility and uh, and pace in the final third one of Wolves' biggest problems is very similar to newcastle's is goal scoring and you know I, I just felt that we, we we let them in far far too easy uh, at the start of this game and it could have been it could have been an absolute disaster from that point onwards it wasn't um, and I'd I'd seen that we'd been having a lot of joy with the partnership between Rondon and Perez, who I both I thought were excellent today. By the way, Perez, <sighs> I still had to deal with some boo boys. I, I just I don't I don't understand it. I, re- I really don't understand it. Although Perez had some bigger problems to deal with um, in the second half, which obviously we'll we'll get on to. But we got a we got a free kick about twenty yards out. Um, and it was, it was Rondon who stepped up, and I, you know, out of looking at who was sort of, um, who was eyeing it, eyeing it up. I was kind of hoping Rondon would hit it because I was kind of thinking he's probably the, well, he is the best finisher on the, on the, on the pitch that we have. It was kind of the wrong side for it to be Richie, um, and he and he and he struck the ball very very true, and it it rattled down off the crossbar suggestions for a split second that it might have gone over the line obviously it didn't because technology would tell us otherwise but what was absolutely brilliant from Rondon not only was that just a a, a, a spectacular effort on goal he and he'd shown some a couple of nice touches earlier in the game as well with little chest cushion passes to just a really good hold up play and, and allowing the ball to stick to him and finding runners around him so we could progress in the in the final third. I I, I was really impressed with him again, Ron Dodd. He seems to be on a bit of a run of form now, and, I, and long may it continue, especially as we go into, you know away to Huddersfield next. The John Smith Stadium, but he didn't stop and admire his free kick. And like this is what I really, really admired about you know his attitude. He took that shot, didn't have head and hands, didn't feel sorry for himself. He anticipated the ball getting cleared. He picked the ball up deep on the right-hand side and he floated. And he went, went to take t- the cross and I was kind of thinking to myself, I want you on the end of this, run, Don. I don't want you uh, taking t- the cross itself. It's a bit like when Chiri used to play for us, one of the best crosses of the ball we've got, but we need him in the middle. But it didn't matter because Jose Perez was there and anticipated and managed to, f- again, very similar to the Watford, goal it was a kind of flicked header very very uh, deliberate and it went across the, the goalkeeper um into the far corner and all from the same move and it's 1-1 and it's, it's an almost instant you know reply uh, to that very disappointing um opening goal that we conceded so you know that that was that did very well to get um a bit of atmosphere back although to be honest it was a Again, the atmosphere was flat, um you know, even with the boycott being called off, maybe because it was cold, because it was late on a Sunday, there just wasn't the vibrancy that you might get at three o'clock on a Saturday. I don't know what it was; it was the atmosphere hasn't been amazing recently at home. The opposite could probably be said for being playing away, and maybe that's part of the course, but again, I really just wish we could bring some of that. Away spirit in in back home because it's it's just it's sad and it could so it could totally give us uh, you know an advantage against uh, teams. We need to make it difficult for people to come here and we we didn't do that enough. But you know we had we, we more importantly we were keeping them at bay and we felt comf- it felt comfortable and. You know, I felt that we would kind of push on and kick on in the second half and on the hour mark there was a bit of passing between Manquillo back to Yedlin who took a bad touch Diego Jota nipped in ahead of him he was penetrating running directly for goal he was about to go into the box Yedlin's tugged him back um, Lascelles is in the vicinity which is where your slight question mark comes into it slight, but I think on reflection, had that been the other way around, had a Wolves player pulled down, a Newcastle player in the same position, I'd have been screaming for a red card, and Yedlin got his red card, it was poor control, and what's, what's even stranger about the whole thing and the decision to pull him back is, A, Lascelles is coming across, B, We've got Dubravka, who's pretty good, <laughs> and, and 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 you know the, the the third point is the fact that Yedlin, for all his defensive you know liabilities and deficiencies, what he does have is recovery pace. So, as quick as Diogo Jota is, they were they were kind of shoulder to shoulder for a split second before. Diego Jota got his body ahead of Yedlin. All he had to need to do there is maintain his composure, keep on running, and just be breathing down his neck. That, that alone, that enough. That might have been enough to, to put him off. We'll never know now, but obviously what resulted was the fact that we're down to 10 men in a game that, to be honest, was fairly comfortable, even though it was 1-1. I think we would have gone on to dominate that second half as well, I think. They couldn't really get into the game um you know at half time they'd had about I think they had two shots on target, and one of them we basically gifted um and in the second half obviously stats stats wise they m- improved markedly as you would expect a team with an uh, with an extra man advantage so I think on reflection I can't be too upset about the Yedlin red card in terms of the officiating and that decision. There, there is a question mark whether Lascelles is coming across so I think that's what Rafa has been very angry about. Um, but maybe on reflection he might be less angry about that decision but I think he's got a lot of right to be angry about the other decision which we'll get out to shortly. But that that red card obviously changed the game nothing came of it but it it was very very weird so for that sort of 30 minutes of regular time and five minutes of injury time I didn't feel threatened by Wolves I didn't feel that they brought their A game It, it felt like the Wolves that had lost against Cardiff lost against Huddersfield lost against Brighton they didn't it didn't feel like the, the wolves that got a draw against man city for example it it wasn't it just wasn't that 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 kind of team they didn't have the verve um you know a lot of wolves fans on social media trying to equate um the later incident, which I'll get on to in a second with you know Lascelles putting his arm across a Dale treore he was kind of playing as a kind of false line, which is strange to see, um, playing through the middle. I mean, he was just largely ineffective. I don't, don't, he's not center forward. Um, I don't think he's got the intelligence to hold the play up. He's very much a head down and run kind of player. So I think we we were dealing with that very, very well. We got a couple of yellow cards in the first half as well. Key got brandished a yellow card very, very early on. And it sort of set a precedent for the for the for the rest of the game, that cards were going to flow, and with Mike Dean, that's you know he, he's partial to a red card. We know that. He obviously sent off Yedlin on the hour, but Wolves just just struggled, and actually, I think we kind of expected a bit of an onslaught from them, which never actually arrived, and. We we were actually able to impose ourselves a little bit in the final third, not loads. I thought like, the movement, of I thought Hatsu had a much, much better game today and you know, I'm, his, I'm one of his biggest critics, but I can't fault the effort he put in. He looked dangerous um, when he was on the ball and, you know, was getting stuck in a bit and Key I thought was really tidy again. Mankyo I mean, it didn't, it was kind of difficult when he came on because for the majority of it, we were under the caution. Basic reverted to what was a four-four-one, with Rondon very isolated. Once we went down to ten men, but the longer the, the second half went on, I, I was convinced that we were going to ride it out. I, I, I did not feel nervous or threatened, or that we were about to throw it away. I just, I just didn't, I just didn't feel like that at all. And then Kennedy came on, Hasseluu came on, and we were just kind of holding back but then having a few bursts in, in, in the final you know Atsu turned out to be a really good um outlet for us in, in, in the final third because of his pace and directness and because you could hit the ball into space for him to run to that was it, it really worked for us and a, you know probably the best bit of wing play he's ever done for Newcastle United and there was like nobody in the box when he finally got the cross in it which was a bit of a shame but uh, I thought Richie battled well and I just, it was just, I, I didn't see their winner coming and you know, I think we were on attack ourselves and, and Perez kind of went into a, a blind alley, the ball got fed towards Diego Jota who just ran at our defense and I mean, people are saying just hack him down at that point but we hack him down, we, we'd had that many yellow cards at that point. Do we go down to nine men? Do we then compromise ourselves further for the Huddersfield game? It's not as simple as that. But he was allowed to have a shot through on goal, which Dubravka saved very, very well in fairness. But but Doherty, who had gone very, very close minutes before, and Dubravka had had to palm it away. Doherty's just at the back post, free header, um, as as that kind of marauding wing back that they've got. Um, He's been very, very impressive. I must say, doctored this season, um, and they win it fourth minute, and they're in due time, uh, sixty seconds away from the final whistle. They finally come up with the goods, right of the death, um, after you know, probably disappointing their fans for most of that second half, being unable to break down. What was a fairly plucky Newcastle defense, and I don't, as I said, I don't think we were troubled too much. Um, I mean. Wolves fans will point to Raul Jimenez's, so he came on um, as proper centre forward I'm not sure why he didn't start um, he had a really good rasping shot off the bar, in fact it, it kind of hit the same place in the bar and came down in almost exactly the same way as Rondon's free kick um, different technique on the strike but in terms of where it hit and bounced down very very similar indeed but we can feel very very uh, hard done by, given the incident on Jose Perez um, late in the second half, it was very very reckless play from from Bolly. Basically, a cross came over, and one of the few kind of counter counterattacks that we sort of had in the in the second half uh, went down to ten men. Bolly's gone up for a header. Perez has gone up for the same header. Bolly's Struck out with his elbow. Uh It's it, and he's 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 elbowed Jose Perez clean in the nose, like straight in the face. I mean, there's there's no two ways about it. Um I've seen replays. I've seen replays of be that are basically directly behind Mike Dean, so I can see Mike Dean's unhindered uh, line of vision, and I cannot believe three things. I can't believe. For a start, he he claimed, Mike Dean, that he thought the ball hit him in the face. The ball did hit Perez in the face, but only after Bolly had clocked him on with his elbow. And it, was, it was it was it was an assault. Do you know what I mean? It was it was and it was a blatant one at that. I can't believe that a a penalty wasn't given. That Bolly wasn't sent off, and and even worse than those those things, which are you know have consequences with regards to, you know, teams and points and league position and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that it was a head injury and a very you know, valid one, a warranted head injury, the fact that Mike Dean still did not stop the game, I think is absolutely appalling. I think it's reckless, it's dangerous, and had a Jose Perez been knocked out or had a problem or because anything can happen with a head injury. Like we, you've seen it. People swallow the tongue. Um, people get knocked unconscious. There's there's all sorts of things going on. Josie Perez got a smack square in the face. He went down clutching his face, and the referee just allowed play on. I couldn't believe he hadn't stopped play. Now what what I suspect he thinks if he thought that the ball it was just the ball hitting him in the face and going down that he's just thinking, well, that's not a real head injury. I'm just going gonna, gonna to disregard it. But when it comes to head injuries, and I'm sure this has been heavily politicised in football, certainly the last couple of seasons, particularly, you know, historically, you look at people like Petr Cech, um, there was, um, you know, s- skulls have been fractured back quite recently. Um, and you've got the you got the incident with uh, Loris Carriers in the Champions League final, getting concussion, all these kind of things, and it really brought the, the issue to the forefront of football discussion. The fact that he didn't stop the game, despite all of that, knowing the, the climate in terms of head injuries in the Premier League, I, I honestly think that's, that, that, that is, that's so much worse than us not getting a red card, and it's so much worse than us not getting a penalty, because that brings into play a footballer's health, and his immediate health and when it becomes, when it's head injuries, there's no room to not be cautious about it. You can't be flippant. You can't be blase about somebody going down, clutching their head in serious pain because you think he might be cheating. That There's time for discussion after it. Stop the game, let the medic get on the pitch and let him get treated. If you think He's, he's failing injury and he's taking the piss and he's stopped a potential counter-attack, then reprimand him afterwards, retrospectively, um, fine him, whatever it is. That's the only way that you, know, you can probably assure it, but use your common sense, Mike Dean, and give the players benefit of the doubt when they go down clutching their head. Because I tell you what, regardless of whether we, if Newcastle were on a counter-attack or whatever, and their player was down clutching their head, I'd feel uneasy about it. I don't know about you but I would feel uneasy if say we went up the other end scored and their player had you know blood coming out of their face I, I it would it, it it would wouldn't sit right with me as delighted as I would be at scoring goals usually that would not fill me with ec- pure ecstasy it, it it wouldn't feel right now we allowed wolves to go up the other end of the pitch have a shot on goal and it you know it was a, it was a save was needed and it went out for a corner now I just I, I I I massively disagree with that and I think that's very very dangerous and reckless and I think Mike Dean needs to be pulled up for that he shouldn't be refereeing next weekend he needs punishing for that because that could have been different that could have been him swallowing his tongue unconscious and him not allowing. To get instant medical treatment on the pitch because he just thought well basically i've seen what i've seen what my dean has seen if you go on uh, at the two network on twitter i've i've retweeted a, a, a slow motion replay that somebody's put up i can see his i can see his line of vision and he's staring at it and he's looking right at it and he's and he's not giving it it's a it's a blatant elbow and it's a, it's appalling it's a dangerous play and it got me really, really angry. I I, I I, was, I think the linesman's complicit, I think the referee is an absolute joke, and it needs to be brought to the attention of his employers because that is not okay. And quite rightly, Rafa was fuming about it. The first one, the Yedlin Yed Red Card, I think it's more red card than not. I'm happy to concede that. But the the, the smack in the face, at 1-1, it goes to you know, that's a red card and a penalty. We go down, it's 10 v 10, and we have a chance from the penalty spot, and we have, at that that time I believe we've got, I can't remember if Rondon was still on the pitch, we certainly had Richie, who had been the designated penalty taker. So Richie takes that, has a good chance of scoring, because he's he's rarely missed from the penalty spot Richie for us since he he arrived at St. James's Park. And 2-1 is a different complexion, because Wolves were not at the races today. They really weren't. And I think they've, they've got off really, really lucky to get those three points today. I really think so. And I think, and I said to my dad at, 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 at half time, this is before the red card, I'd have, I'd have happily taken a draw tonight. Uh, I would have happily taken a one-one um, going into full time. So I'd have, I'd have taken the draw at full time, and obviously more so when we went down to 10 men. like you a draw would have been an absolutely fantastic result. And we were sixty seconds away from that. So I think Yedlin's had a mare on his the goal and the red card. I think Lascelles has had a bit of a mare on the on the goal. Um bit of underperformance all round really um that we couldn't really see see off. I mean Rondon had a couple of good sh- good shots in the first half and one was in like the first minute which really set a good um tone. But I just we, we we couldn't see off an average Wolves side because, and I think we were massively hindered not only by performance. Yes, that that's going to come into play, but poor decisions no longer going our way. Now that's, I believe, a hundred and forty-five Premier League games that we have been that, that, that since the last time an opponent was sent off against us. Hundred and forty-five Premier League games. It was against Norwich. Twenty fourteen, and I think the incident was Bradley Johnson. I think the incident was the same incident where Loic Remy got sent off. I think they both like pushed each other or something like that. But that was how long ago it was. That's Remy playing for us is a lifetime ago, isn't it? It's mad. It's absolutely mad that that is a stat. One hundred and forty-five Premier League games without having an opponent sent off against us. That, that's, that's ludicrous. It's, it's statistically improbable as, uh, probable as well. No matter how any team plays and sets up a game like, the f- surely one game out of 145 would yield a red card in our favour for the opposition. It just, it hasn't happened. It's madness. I think there's the only. The, the, I think the longest run ever was for Wimbledon between I think it was nine ninety five and two thousand. Uh, didn't have a red card given to any opposition for like five years. I think theirs is the only other oh, longest streak behind Newcastle's right now. Just madness. I I, I don't understand that statistic. Maybe it's freak, but it just probability wise. It's, 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 I can't, it doesn't wash. <laughs> I can't fathom that. And especially with incidents like we've just seen tonight with Jose Perez and the elbow. Rafa Benitez has every right to be fuming. I mean, he called for VAR about six times in his, in his press conference. Um, and and the, the interviews I saw, he said, we need VAR now. Right now. Because Rafa Benitez knows that we've been dealt a, a bad hand today. Should have had a point, I, I, probably would have won it, I think, had we not had a man sent off on the hour, because I think the second half would have been just a lot more of what we did in the first half, limiting them to a couple of shots, and us having dominant, dominant dominating possession and lots more attempts. So, don't think there's anything more left to say. I think ourselves needs to improve. Um, A share was um, suspended today hopefully the calf injury uh, for Fernandez, which he came off in half time isn't that serious but I don't know I I don't have a squad Um, it feels like every game if we are gonna win it we're only ever gonna edge it this is Newcastle United under Mike Ashley Um, please check out um, my takeover update videos um, on the same channel um, if you want to have a look at what's been going on there I or just kind of explain what's been you know the latest from the papers the journalists what the club are doing who else is saying what uh, so please check those out if you've liked this video love you to subscribe and check out all my other videos i, I, I do these very regularly after every game um, and i really i really appreciate all the feedback by the way i've had a lot of really nice comments particularly this week um, I try to I do try to get on and answer as many comments as I can sometimes life does get in the way um, but I really really appreciate everyone who watches these videos um, and, and, and gives me support and encouragement because I'll continue to do them as long as you guys are watching it so thank you very very much for that um, if you've been listening on iTunes or Soundcloud uh, please subscribe and, and give us a rate on there but if you want to follow us on Facebook it's at the2network1892 and um, uh, Twitter is at to network i've been adam thanks very much for watching another match report there's a couple of crucial fixtures going to be coming up um, over the over the next few weeks huddersfield away next that's going to be absolutely massive and we're going to have to do it without deandre edlin i've been adam catch you later Bye bye <laughs>